Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly, presented by Whisker Wear Apparel, along with Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes, and welcome to the show. We'd like to uh, announce right off the bat that Chuck is not going to be with us tonight due to uh, the passing of his father and uh, going through the times that he's had uh, this past holiday weekend. So uh, keep him in your thoughts and prayers. I know we appreciate it much. We've talked to Chuck here a little bit the last couple of days, and uh, you know it's just a pretty rough time for everybody. So please, if you uh, if you get a chance, just uh, be thinking about him because uh, we miss him on here, and uh, I'm sure he'll be ready to go, raring to go, be back with us next week. How's things going out there in Ohio land, Doc? Uh, pretty nice for the 26th of December. It was 65 degrees today with about 30 mile an hour rump wind. So, but we don't see that too often over here. <laughs> I understand completely. We had some 60 degree weather here and it was really, really windy here also. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if anybody in our area was out fishing, but for those of you that follow Facebook closely, uh, I am sure that everybody has seen the pictures of the fish those guys are catching on Wheeler. Wow. Yeah. So. I mean, they're knocking them out. Last last week was it, Doc, that uh, Larry Butte, a couple of his buddies, landed 92 and 94 or something and 112. Yeah. They, wow. I know Matt Marshall hit down there this morning, I think six minutes into the first drift after he got there, they had what appears to be a 30 or 40 in the boat. They caught three or four fish within the first hour that was like that or bigger. So the guys are going to have a great week down there. I hope the front moving through doesn't affect them too bad. I know Chuck had told me that he's still planning on fishing that. So uh, that'll be a good time for him, get some things off his mind, get some some fish in the boat. Yeah, yeah, a bent rod and drag screaming uh, have a tendency of clearing one's mind out. It does. It does. And, and he's got a outstanding fishing partner. Tony is such a really cool guy. And uh, those guys will not only sort out Chuck's mind, but they will fix all the problems in the world while they're in that boat and, and uh, have them straightened out. Yep. That's all right. So, and t- tonight, uh, Lyle, we don't want to forget tonight is episode 150. Isn't that something? That's pretty good. It is. It's amazing that uh, that we've had the show on for and and uh, that does include some of the live events uh, that wasn't listed. So actually, we're over that. But uh, 150 150 episodes of Catfish Weekly is a milestone for us. I I know we're all very proud of it and and just thrilled that uh, everybody watches us on Monday nights and and uh, there's so many other things that they, they could be doing and they spend their time with us. So that's pretty outstanding. Yeah, yeah, it is. Or uh, I know you had told me before we started the show that you're going to have some time off this week. Have you got any plans to get out on the water? No. <laughs> I'm no, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be too cold for me. That's below. It's supposed to be only a high of like 32, and that's my limit. Yep, yep, yep. I understand. Yeah. I. I I'm really uh, still pretty excited about the fact that that uh, Janet and Bink are headed to Wheeler, and Bink's going to get to go fishing that tournament. I think that's uh, a really cool deal. I, I'm so happy for him, and, and I know that that them guys are going to have a blast down there. Yeah, I talked to him on the way home from work tonight. Uh, he'd been out on the water all day. Uh, he he said eight hours is about his maximum limit. He can. He said he wanted to find out what 
you know, what his limit was. And he said about eight hours, and that's about it. So uh, he said well, he caught five minutes for that. me. <laughs> yeah, for any of us, especially when it's this cold, when it starts getting cold, and that he said the wind was blowing real hard, and he said the current it raised. He said the river raised a foot while they were out there. Oh man, that was they on the Ohio. Yeah, he come out of Portsmouth. Say yeah. through the cast at one time, and he said he had enough bait for the whole day. Holy crap. I, yeah, I keep hearing these stories of guys getting bait like that. and Oh, yeah. Pictures online, but it usually takes me more than one or two throws. No, that that's pretty, you know, except really in August and September, late in the year, uh, pretty much anywhere we go around here, our, our shad are pretty thick. You know, we've got uh, shad like that in the uh, – in the uh, lakes, but uh, when you get on the rivers, them Asian carpet run a lot. Well, I'm not saying you can't get them like that because you can on, on certain times, but that Mississippi River from St. Louis north till you get to the Keokuk line, the, the shad population has been depleted so bad by the Asian carp eating up everything that the shad eat that it's really tough sledding up there. Yeah, wow. But, you know, you can't keep them out of the boat, so you might as well whack them and stack them and use them for bait. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's yeah. not much smells any worse than old, them old big heads, so you might uh, as well make, make good use of them. It's just the fact that you got to look at them and their eyes are on the bottom side of their head. That just, yeah. just <laughs> bugs me yeah, to know in. They're on the wrong side of that fish. I don't care what they say. I said they're just in the wrong place. But they do smell. They make good bait. Uh, I used to to think that uh, summertime, the hotter the weather got, the better they work for bait. But I know Ryan Casey made the statement last year, a bunch of us was talking, and he said that, that shad had got so hard to get in the St. Louis area last year that he was using them year-round with some great success. So uh, I would assume that that uh, if Ryan can catch them with Asian carp, that everybody else should be able to too. And and you can make the bait on them as big or as small as you want because there's uh, usually they're big enough to whack up any way you want to. That's right. That's right. But there, uh, and there seems to be plenty of them. It, it does. It does. There's there's a lot of them in our area now. We don't have them on the lakes, and we don't want them in the lakes. So. Uh, uh, hopefully things will keep going like that. But the Mississippi, Missouri River, Illinois River, uh, I think any tributary that has anything to do with uh, the Mississippi River system has got all of them that a man could ever want. And uh, if for some reason they're not jumping the day you're out, if you just go behind a wing dike or in some slack water, you can probably throw your nest, get two or three of them and have all you need. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we did. We slid right behind the barge. and. <laughs> We had the cast net full. The boat was full. I mean, <laughs> we had 25 or 30 of them in the boat, and I didn't even throw the cast net at that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it, it is what it is, and we're stuck with them. We're never going to get rid of them, so you might as well make some use out of them. And I know a lot of a lot of guys are eating them, and I yeah. have actually had them, and they're not terrible to eat. You know, uh, uh, I'm not going to say they're as good as catfish or crappie or walleye or something like that, but they're not bad. You know, yeah. they're not bad at all. I, uh, you could eat them and, and uh, do right well on them. Uh, personally, I just, uh, I, I'm a catfish and crappie kind of guy. Uh, I don't, I hardly ever clean a catfish. We usually go out to eat them, but uh, simple fact is I just don't want to 
wrestle them around. You know, I just don't want to do it. It's not that I can't clean fish. I just choose not to. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Winter Blues on Wheeler coming up this weekend. I know there's going to have a big crowd down there. I I have to tell you guys, um, this will be the first year that uh, I haven't been able to make that tournament. Something's come up, and I'm not going to be able to make it down there. I'm extremely disappointed in that, but things – and I've got some issues that I have to get taken care of, so we're going to – we're going to take care of that and uh, get back on the straight and narrow uh, just as quick as we can. But uh, we'll miss being down there, and I know them guys are already having fun. The ones that are there are already having a blast, and the ones that aren't there uh, will be having a blast tomorrow night or the next night whenever they arrive. I know Troy Hansen and Johnny Coleman and all them boys from up in Iowa are going, heading down there. Uh, I also know uh, Claude and Ryan and a bunch of guys from over in Indiana and, and on over in your direction are either already left or on their way, and a bunch of Missouri boys are already down there. And no telling how many people that we don't even know about that's going to go down there. They're going to have a great tournament, Doc. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, the fish are on fire down there, so if this front pushing through Friday doesn't, doesn't uh, tear them up too bad, uh, by the time Chuck and and his partner get down there, they they should be ready to go. And all they got to do is find some of these guys haven't been punching holes in all week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we had talked to John Nordyke and, and Claude had, had called me, and they had an extra room in a cabin they had. And John had had got a hold of me. Oh, I don't know, a month or so ago, and and we talked about it. He said, you know, that's a long way to go down there. I said, yeah, I just. It's, the trip doesn't bother me as, as bad as the doctor saying, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, I want to tell you something, Doc. When a doctor tells you you can't eat all you want and you can't <laughs> drink all you want, there's no sense of being at Winter Blues on Wheelers for me because that's what we go for, you know. And and to go down there and have to sit around and watch everybody do that, that had been awful hard for this old man. So we're just going to set this one out and, and make the next one and, and uh, go that way. But uh, – them guys will start in tomorrow night most likely, and they will have a huge ton of fun, and everybody will catch a lot of fish. And I, I, I'm looking forward to the weigh-in Saturday. I think there'll be some big numbers. There usually is some big numbers, but I think they'll set records this year if the fish continue to bite like they have been for the last week down there. If they'll finish out this week like that, there'll be record numbers of, of fish weighed in down there this year. Yeah, yeah. Especially if that cold front, when it moves in, you know, I don't know how bad it's going to affect Alabama, but boy, that may, it'll do one of two things. Either it'll spark them up and make them go, or it'll just push them down and, and shut them up. Well, they'll probably go a little deeper, but um, the last I knew, they was talking about a little rain down there, and uh, it couldn't be as bad as it was a couple of years when we ago when we was down there when big caught that big old flathead we all like to drown in that monsoon my gosh it was terrible that year uh rain just poured and poured and poured and poured and then after it quit of course we had a really pretty day but uh you know that's that's the year bank went to put the fish back in the water and fell off in the lake and uh <laughs> it was it was one of them trips where everybody had a good time he got a little wet but uh, you know, it was it was still a great time, and and uh, they I think they won that year, didn't they? Yeah, Bink and Janet. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, that was a great fish, and 
And uh, I, 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 I'm not sure if Janet didn't catch that flathead that time. Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember which one of them caught it, but it was a great fish. It was just huge, and uh, you know, it it was a, a really fun trip down. It's always fun down there. I mean, everybody's running around. They can't wait to see everybody else, and some of some of them you haven't seen all year, so you're excited about getting around them. And and it's New Year's Eve, and you know, it's just a it's just the greatest time that ever could be. And and uh, the cabins, I'm sure, are booked solid. They always are. And the motel's probably full. That gas station's probably making more money than they know what to do with. And uh, that's the thing about for them little towns. This time of year, I mean, it's got to be tough on them. A deal like this brings a lot of revenue into them towns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to I wanna say something else. Uh, mention something else to you, Doc. All weekend, we've been adding... Uh, more tournament directors and tournaments into our Catfish Weekly National Championship is coming up 2018. All right. I, I was on the phone every day last week, multiple times. People were wanting to know. They got some of these some of these tournaments. They have to get um, approval from a board or other guys. They want to make get it clear to make sure it's all right. Um, every day last week, two or three phone calls. Christmas Eve, three phone calls. Christmas Day, two phone calls. Three today. I mean, it's going to be a huge event. We're going to have a great time at that. This this is going to be a really big deal. I, we throw that out there the first post thinking that uh, maybe we could get some interest in it. I wanted to kind of feel our way around, and it has yeah. really took yeah. off. And uh, yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be a big, big deal by the time it gets here. And, and uh, as soon as the first year gets here, we get past the – for New Year's Day and all that, then we'll really start working on knocking down motels and places to eat and uh, see if we can get discounts for rooms for everybody and all this. But I did talk to the ranger station up there the other day. We pulled in to uh, <coughs> the boat ramp up there. We, we got the wrong one the first time we pulled into one. I, I missed a, a public beach one and, and pulled into a different one. It happened to be the ranger station. And they told me that they had had an 1,100 boat bass tournament out of public beach one boat ramp uh 1100 boats in a bass tournament that is a huge bass tournament yeah yeah they have plenty of room they got everybody parked everything was good and they offered to help us with parking and whatever else we need to make this thing happen so they're That's excited cool. yeah. yeah they're really excited about the fact that that we're bringing a, a big catfish tournament to lake ozark uh, there is lots and lots of fish in that lake. And uh, Cliff Gisling was down there, uh, if I remember correctly, it was last Thursday for a little over three hours or something like that. 27 fish in a boat, three over 30 uh, by itself on a cold day. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, in an area that he normally, I don't believe he normally fished because he went up there really close to where the tournament would be held just to see what was up there. So now he may fish that. I'm not saying he didn't fish it. But I don't think he fishes as much as he does some of the other areas. But that was a pretty good day uh, just to run up there and jump in the water. And, and uh, he said three casts. The first two, he didn't get too many uh, shad in his, in his net. The third one, he had to uh, fill the, his cooler up a third away from the bottom. So, uh, well, you know, Lake Ozark and Truman are both like that. They're full of, full of bait. And uh, that's what we want. You know, we want everybody to be able to catch a lot of fish. We want everybody to catch some good fish, and we want bait to be readily accessible. And yeah, yeah. Uh, that should be there. 
when we went on down to the boat ramp, the there, there's just amazing amounts of parking down there for boats and trucks and trailers and all the stuff that uh, that we're going to need. And uh, it's a four boat launch ramp. So uh, I know that's not like Owensboro. They got a really really nice facility down there. But this is an older older deal, but it's kept up very nicely. There's a store there uh, that's right on the water. There is also, and I'll get all the specifics for this the next time I go up there, they also have, uh, like we did down at Mississippi River Monsters, they have slips that you can rent hmm. right there, hmm. uh, where all you would have to do is rent your slip, walk out on your boat with your ice or whatever you need for the day, your fishing gear, whatever, get in your boat and take off or already be launched, already have your boat in the water. You just have to take off out of there. And these are big big slips like the the guy had down there in Memphis. And uh, there's a lot of them now. There's not going to be 200 of them or anything like such as that. But yeah, there'll, be, yeah. there'll be a deal probably like what, what we done down there where a couple of us get in one or something like that. But uh, that was – that was about the coolest thing we pulled off while we was in Memphis was that deal when, when yeah, you went yeah. ahead and got that. That was very handy. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was pretty good. The only thing you had to do in the morning was put gas in your boat, whether you brought it with you or went over to the uh, the marina there and, and bought gas from them guys, which is fine because they, you know, they're doing all the stuff. And buy a little gas from them is great to help them out. But uh, we got ice from them every day. And every we day, yeah. And, put our gas in the boat and uh, everything else on that monster cat locks up. So we didn't have to take nothing else out of it. And, and we just crawled in the boat with the ice and filled the coolers up, and put the gas in it. And we was down the river and no launch, no pull in and out. None of that stuff. We was there for all the time we was there. And it'll be, there will be several of those slips like that available. Uh, I don't know how many, but like I say, I'll get all the specifics for that. And this is going to be a, a lot of fun going to Lake Ozark and fishing that tournament. Now, Alex Daggy has one coming up in March there at the same place. Uh, you can get on Twisted Cat Outdoors web page on Facebook and check that out. Uh, it'll go out of Public Beach number two. Um, Lake Ozarks, it's right off of Highway 54, the main road that goes through there. Uh, now they bypassed Cam a lot of the a lot of Lake Ozark, the town and and all that stuff. But there's signs and they just take you right to that thing, and it's not very far off the highway. And like I say, it'll be a good time, be a good chance for a lot of guys to run down there and fish Alex's tournament and uh, get to see what the lake's all about on that end. Because most of the, most any of the very few tournaments that are held at Lake Ozarks are mostly all held at the other end because of boat traffic. But as early as in the year as we're going to be having this national championship, uh, it the the tourist and the, the big boat traffic stuff, it shouldn't be a, a major issue for us. What's the nearest city for that? Um, the if biggest people want to Google it. Yeah, Camdenton. What is it, Camdenton? Camdenton, Missouri, uh, Lake Ozark. When you type in Lake Ozark, it'll pull it up, I promise you. But Camdenton would be the next biggest town or Eldon, Missouri. Either one are right there. One's on each side of Lake Ozark itself. But uh, Lake Ozark will pull up. There's a town of Lake Ozark and, of course, the lake. And uh, there you can find out all the information about that area that you want. And, and like I, that was one of the reasons why we were so interested in it. There is everything underneath the sun. There's every, pretty much every major eating establishment 
that you've ever heard of is there and a lot of them that you haven't that are as good or better than the big names uh, of course they got mcdonald's and wendy's and all that stuff too but they got some really good places to eat there's tons and tons and tons of motels and resorts and we're gonna get with those uh like i say we get past this holiday season we'll get with those and and uh, try to line up a bunch of the uh uh, motels and places to give us uh, discounts and blocks of rooms and stuff so everybody that gets qualified can be in, involved with that and, and uh, it's it's going to be a great event it really is Yeah, and the first qualifying tournament is this weekend that's correct Winter Blues yep the top five finishers at Winter Blues will be qualified to fish the Catfish Weekly National Championship and uh, you know I I was I was telling you a minute ago about the people's calls. We got guys from from Kansas, guys from Nebraska, uh, Missouri again this weekend. We had two or three of them sign up with tournaments here. There's some guys in Illinois that are signing up. There's some guys in Indiana that are signing up. Some more guys from Ohio signing up. Uh, we had a couple from Tennessee sign up last week. Uh, Alabama's got a couple going. Uh, Maryland, they're just they're coming from every place. Uh, I'm going to have to get a hold of Bobby Wright and them guys out in Arizona. I, I think that they need to be involved with this. I really think that at present time, that is the only big tournament in the nation that's not already signed up with us. Um, they have a huge tournament out there in Arizona, and uh, to my knowledge right now, that is the only large mega event that's not affiliated with the national championship every every other big tournament is already signed up with us okay now there's some there's some series uh that we don't have yet and like i say i know there's i have visited with with 75 tournament directors in the last three weeks and one only only one has declined everybody else wants in so uh it's it's going to be a big deal, and if they don't get in, hey, that that's okay. You know, you don't have to get in. Yeah, right. it, no, nobody's nobody's pushing anybody to get in, but I will be I'll be surprised if there's any more or very many more than that. Texas was Texas. There was a couple of guys from Texas jumped in right off the bat. They just uh, really excited about it, and and uh, I'm excited to get all these places involved with it. I really am. I mean, we're going to get people from everywhere, and and uh, the more we get in here, the better it's going to be and the bigger prize money. As of today, if five people for every qualifying event that has told us is going to be there, we'd have about 130 entries right now. And we haven't had the first tournament yet. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> you know, and, and like I say, there's 75 of them on the, uh, which, which leaves around 60 on the fence. 60 on the fence that, that uh, you know, have to get approval, and, and several of them, and one of them's from out in your neck of the woods, a pretty good-sized tournament, a guy I talked to on the phone a couple times, and he, he told me, he said, it doesn't matter if they won't pay the, the deal to get our guys in. He said, I'm going to pay it out of my pocket. We're going to be a part of it. And I said, all right. However we got to do it, that's what we're going to do. So, uh like I say, that's the the boys out in Arizona. I haven't talked to them. They're the only they're they're one of the the four or five biggest tournaments in the nation. They have nearly two hundred boats or over two hundred boats at that tournament every year, and uh, 
I want to uh, make sure that they're at least uh, offered a chance to it. I don't even know if they're aware of it. I'm, I'm still getting guys saying, hey, I never heard about it yet until today or whatever. So uh, I need to get a hold of Bobby and and see if uh, uh, if they're going to be involved. And we'd love to have some guys from, from Arizona and a couple of them, them uh, guys from uh, California having a qualifier out there and get them in here for this. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Kind of awestruck. We didn't think this would go over as big as it went over. As fast. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, like yeah, I said, just kind of, whoa. You know, everybody just started jumping right on. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds great. Exactly. You know, we didn't have that post up. I didn't have that post up an hour, and I had three or four guys call me while we was driving down the road. And uh, I never thought about it taking off that fast. I really didn't. You know, I figured it'd take the whole year to get everybody's interest in, but the minute it hit, they was interested. Yeah, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's going to be a, a great time. I, I'm going to tell you, though, my oldest son, um, <clears throat> he's never fished any catfish tournaments with us. Tony's 35, and um, he told me the other day, he said, Dad, I'm going to qualify for that tournament. Well, of course you are. It's an hour from your house or less. And uh, he, he doesn't do a lot of catfishing. But I, one of the most exciting things is the fact that, you know, I won't be able to fish that tournament or I don't see any way that I possibly can because I'm going to be doing so much stuff trying to make sure that it's <laughs> running the way it needs to be and, and that we get everything going like it should be. But uh, Tony will probably get to fish with his mother in that tournament, and, and I'm pretty excited about that. Good deal. Yep. She'll get to fish, and they'll get to fish together. And uh, we got some training to do. Uh them two boys of mine, you know, they the only reason uh, they, I try to take them in a boat and get them to drive the boat and learn dikes and how to tell where the water's shallow and where it's not. And the only thing they want to do is how fast we'll go. Uh, and it doesn't matter which boat it is, you know, they just, whatever it'll do, they want to do, that's how fast they want to go. But um, he gets in there and pulls that stuff to his mother and he's liable to end up with knots on his head and other places that he ain't supposed to have knots because... Uh, <laughs> She's not too kind with me doing that. She sure ain't going to do it with him unless he figures out where them low spots in that lake's at, I guarantee you. <laughs> but they'll have a great time. I'm, I'm really excited about that. I think it'll be a, a really cool deal. The other thing that we got going on, Doc, is uh, the 2017 Catfish Conference. Yep. That, and um, that is not very far away. It's really not. It's uh, just, you know a little over a month away from us now. And I know Steve and all the guys at Jeff Jones are working really, really hard to get this finished up. I know the last time I talked to some of them guys, they was just two or three boosts from having it completely filled. Uh, you can go to the 2017 Catfish Conference uh, website and find out who all is going to be there, where they're going to be located at. We're going to be there. We're going to be doing a live show, and and we want to offer everybody that wants to be on the show, if you've got time or if you're not in a seminar or watching a seminar, uh, run up there and holler at us. We'll have Cindy or somebody sitting there uh, taking names, and we'll get you in in an orderly fashion and, and uh, uh, try to get everybody on the show that wants to be on the show. We'll be live broadcasting. Of course, it'll all upload to to Facebook or to uh, YouTube once once we're done, and we'll try to run them about an hour a session. That way we can kind of get a little break in between time. <clears throat> but it's going to be a lot of fun doing that too. And then you got a yeah. you got a seminar coming up there, Doc, and you're going to be talking yep. about Lawrence Depth Finders. That'll be really cool. Yeah, I've got most of my presentation uh, uh, pretty much down. 
and uh, you know I've been going over it. I, you know, it granted it's only two months away, but uh, I want to make sure I got all my ducks in a row. And the other thing, you know, if people out there want me to talk about a certain thing, you know, send me an email or post it here on Catfish Weekly, and I'll see if I can work it into the seminar. You know, it's pretty much open. You know, I'll, I'll have questions and answers. Try to answer the questions that are asked. You know, I don't know everything there is about the Lawrence. They, I, you know, I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but I've been around these things for about 26 and a half years, so uh, a lot of knowledge there. And I, you know, Steve, I think that's why Steve asked me to put it on, and I appreciate him asking me because uh, I do enjoy doing the seminars. Oh, yeah, I've done millions of my – well, not millions, but, I mean, several, and I enjoy doing them. They're a lot of fun, and uh, you get to meet a lot of people. And, and a lot of times these guys uh, pick up stuff, especially on electronic things. You can show them something that maybe they just don't understand. They know how to – or they think they know, but they don't quite understand how to do it. And you can clarify that right up for them in just, just a short period of time, and, and uh, it'll make their life so much easier down the road. Yeah, because my goal, and it's always been my goal, is to shorten somebody's learning curve when it comes to these things. You know, you, you just, you pay a lot of money for these things, and, you know, you just don't want to be going around taking pictures of stuff. Well, you know, uh, and I'll throw this out there. there there's not but a, a couple handfuls of guys that realistically can utilize every thing that their units will offer you know i know that yeah. i can't get every all the use out of my bird the lawrence either one none of them i can't use them to 100 percent their their maximum uh ability of what the unit will do now i can use that bird and i can get just about i can get anything it to do anything i want it to do uh, pretty much with the Lawrence now after a year underneath the boat, but it will never take the place of the bird. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, being with, with Chris Jones helped me a great deal. And in those days with you in the boat, that made a world difference. When you're in the boat with somebody for two or three days in a row, uh, it makes a hell of a difference when you're trying to figure out something you don't like to start with. Yeah. It, yeah, it made a big difference for me. And, and you showing me settings and how to get from one place to the other. And that was a, that's a lot of the problem I was having. I couldn't go from A to B and get there and then make the adjustment I want. And a lot of times right. you go from one body of water to the other, you need to adjust things because it's not the same clarity. And, and uh, you know, all kinds of stuff is, is different from one body of the water to the next. And, and if you can't find where you need to go to to make that adjustment it makes it really hard and you're frustrated and aggravated and like i say uh the the what six or seven days whatever it was we had together in a boat yeah. a huge difference uh for me and being able to find what i needed to on that low ranch yeah and, and the ranch and hummingbirds they're, they're all you know it's like a ford chevy they all do the same thing it's just a different way that each one of them does it well, that's exactly right, and you get comfortable with doing it with one, then the other, it's like you're off in left field, and it's no yeah. different, really. It's not that much different. No. Just figure and, out how you get And a lot of times, all it is is an adjustment that has to be made. That's exactly right, exactly right, and these new ones, the images on all these new units are just so good anymore. I just uh, Now, I'm not familiar at all, all with the Garmin, and, and I hear some guys say some good stuff and bad things about them. I'd really like to go out with somebody and, 
and and see. Uh, but the new hummingbirds, the imagery on them is outstanding, and these little rances are. And, and I don't know, it's going to be hard to ever if I ever have to go back to a non-touch screen. Yeah, uh, that's that, going to be that's that. going to be difficult. That touch screen, I was scared to death of them because I was worried about having fish scales and guts and stuff on your hand. That's not a really an issue with those. No, 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 it's not uh, at all. That that thing is that touchscreen is is probably, in my opinion, the greatest benefit to the new um, fish finders, depth finders to date. Uh, I, I and and I do appreciate the fact that the screens are so much more crisp and clear. Uh, they really are. The images on all of them are outstanding. But that touchscreen, that's just man, it's just amazing. Yeah, it does drive me crazy because a lot of times I'll reach out, oh, man, look at that. And I'll put my finger right on it, and then, bloop, it locks it in. And, oh, man, and then I got to hit escape and go out. Well, you see me doing it, you know, oh, look at that ledge right there. You know, I have a tendency of putting my finger on things. And well, and and that's okay, but, you know, you can put your, picture, your finger on that thing and, and draw a line over to where you're at. It'll give you the distance and uh it's they're just amazing and, and every year i feel like they're going to continue to get better and better every year yeah and the the, the one thing i learned real quick is you know i had the one the lawrence 111 hard drive unit and then i went to the simrad which was a full touch and uh i had a, a real problem i couldn't figure out why my lawrence wasn't working and i was trying to do the touch on the Lawrence and it's, you know, it had the dials and the buttons and all that. And I kept stabbing my finger on the screen, trying to figure out why it wouldn't do anything for me. So then when Jerry had that, you know, he had that uh, Lawrence touch and he, he said he can't stand it, you know, and it wasn't long afterwards, you know, that, that unit was sitting on my boat. So, that's a perfect place for it too. Yeah, I was I was real happy with it. Now I got two touches. So, well, now now before we get off on too much on this catfish commerce stuff, let, let's talk about that for just a second. Hey, I know you had the Simrad. Now, am I correct? Did you tell me that you basically use it for for GPS stuff? Yeah, mapping. I'm I'm using the Simrad strictly for just mapping. I've got the map is up. And I can I flip it back and forth between Navionics and Insight Genesis. That way I can see where the ledges are. The Tennessee River is one of the. It just seems, man, it, it's just got perfect ledges, and there's all kinds of different stuff on that river, and those maps really show it up real well. And that's going to be like part of my seminar where I show you know how to find a ledge using the mapping hardware and the two units are linked together Lawrence and simrad are linked together so it doesn't matter where i hit the waypoint at it, it'll put it on both units okay okay now is there a specific reason why you don't use the uh the fish finding part of the simrad versus Lawrence? i got a 12 inch Lawrence. the screen is so much bigger and uh, I just, you know, I just use it. It's it's right there, and it's to my right. 
and I, I, you know, I'm looking at the Simrad on the left all the time. Okay. You know, at, at any time I can just reach over and uh, I can flip that Simrad right to fish capabilities. And, you know, I've got the whole back end of the boat covered using the two of them, you know, because I got a, I got a P66 on the Simrad and then I've got a regular uh, Lawrence transducer on the 12, but I can, you know, I can change them back and forth to either one of them. It doesn't, you know, either unit will use either any of the uh, transducers that are on the back of the boat. Well, now, most of us are not that familiar with the Simrad. It's basically an ocean type yeah. thing. So is, is the imagery as good with it as, say, a bird or a lance? Yeah, I think it's, it's, yeah, I think it's, you know, the more so on a Simrad is the fact that you've got, you you had, when the Simrad first came out, Lawrence didn't have the radar capabilities, and Simrad did. That kind of stuff was all, was available, but I wanted a touch unit, and the Lawrence didn't, was not touch. Simrad came out with the touch mm -mm. before the Lawrence came on. Cool. Good deal. All right. Well, I was often wondered why you didn't use it. Uh, I know that has to be a fairly expensive uh, unit. Yeah, it is. I, they, I, all, they all are. They all are. That's correct. You know, they really are. Um, I don't. I don't guess that you can buy uh, anything of any quality right now for less than a thousand fifteen hundred bucks. Can you? No, I don't think so. Though uh, Daniel just he picked up a Lawrence, uh, and I can't remember what elite, elite something, and uh, it, it's pretty nice unit. It's one, all in one transducer, and uh, he brought it over here. I we mounted it for him and got it all set. I don't think he's had it in the water since we put it on because it got cold and all the lakes around here froze up. But yeah. I, know, I know he's dying to get it in the water so he can see, you know, what this thing's going to do for him. Absolutely. I'm sure he is. I, I, I thought you told me it was an Elite 7. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, it's a 7-inch touch screen. Yeah. So That's pretty nice, nice unit. Nice little unit. I think he got it for uh, less than uh, $700. Wow. Yeah. That's a good yeah. price on anything that quality. Yeah, and it's got Chirp. And I'm not real familiar with the chirp. I haven't learned much about it. You know, around here, our water isn't deep enough, really, to use the chirp. Do you uh, know what it does? I haven't really figured out what chirp is yet. Well, it's, it's for doing deep water when you're going down deep water. So your signal, it's high-powered. So it sends those sound waves down quicker, more so than, you know, what the regular transducers do. I think it concentrates them. Okay. So. I wasn't sure. I don't, um, you know, I know these guys are fishing this hundred foot water. I just don't do it. I mean, maybe that's, uh, something I need to, to study more, but, uh, on the, where I fish, if you find any 80, 90 foot water, there'll be fish in it but I've tried and tried, never could get them to go. When you go up 30, 40 foot of water, you can make them happen. So yeah, uh, I, I just uh, have my success rate on, on water over 50 or 60 foot is, is very low. Uh, and if you do it and do it and do it and 
enough times and get burned on it, it's not too long to where you start leaving it alone altogether. And that's kind of where I'm at. That don't mean the next time you and I go fishing, we find 100-foot water, we won't catch a fish because it very well could happen. But for where I fish mainly, uh, and guys catch them out of there, I have just not had the success rate where I do in, in, in half that water. Yeah, well, I was so shocked. Uh, if you remember right on the Mississippi, we found that one area where we're in 35 foot of water. And then all of a sudden I said, oh, look at this ledge. And yeah, it went from 35 and it was it was down to 96 foot at it's the bottom of that. Her. Yeah, I said, yeah, yeah that, that is a ledge. That is a yes, real big ledge there. Was and, and there was fish in there. Yeah. There yeah, but we, we couldn't we couldn't bounce quick enough to get that thing down there. <laughs> no, but we sure had a great time. Yeah, I, I, I'm really, um, you know, I'm looking forward to getting back down to Memphis this year. Uh, that was our first time down there, and uh, we'd never fished. Uh, actually, we'd never fished below St. Louis. Uh, that's as far south on the Mississippi River as we'd ever been. And when we got down there, um, even though the Mississippi River is the Mississippi River, you know, from, from bottom to top, it's different down there than it is from St. Louis North. Uh, yeah. No dams to cut the current. Uh, you're running flat out, whatever it is, just like on the Missouri River. And uh, uh, lots of wing dikes and stuff like that that a lot of rivers, you know, I guess the Ohio River hardly has a wing dike if they do have any wing dikes. Yeah, we got them You know, they're everywhere. For us, the rivers that we fish, Missouri's full of them, the Mississippi's full of them. And and uh, once you get past them dams, it opens up, and it's it's a whole other horse than, than uh, what a lot of people are, are used to. Now, the guys that live down there and fish that area and, and further south, uh, you know, it doesn't bother them because they're used to it. It's kind of like the guys that fish over around Brunswick, Kansas City, place like that on the Missouri River. You know, they're used to that screaming current. They're used to all them wing dikes. They're used to everything that goes on on that, that fast water. And uh, other guys are not. And it's not that you can't fish it. It's just that you have to adjust to things that, that yeah. you're not used to adjusting to. Yeah. And I didn't, I did, you know, when I was up in St. Louis, that was when I was there, they had to, uh, gates swung wide open. That's the first time I'd ever seen that. You mm -hmm. know, on, on Ohio, I've never seen them swing the gates open, except when it's really flooded. But uh, I thought that was current till I got down where the confluence of the Missouri and the Mississippi come in there. And then I realized, man, here is some serious current. It is. And when it comes screaming out of that Missouri River into that, the, oh, the, man. that it makes a big old half circle out to the far side of that river, and when you hit that, you know you've hit it. There's no question. Yeah, yeah, especially when you see them big trees go flying by you. Oh man, it's it's something else. It but really I like is. I liked it up there. I felt comfortable up there fishing. You know, and and that's the the thing. I've fished that river years ago. I haven't some time now, but I've been on that river many 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 times in a 16 foot. John Boat with a 35 horse motor and never had, I, I really braved it up one time. I took my brother and my oldest son wasn't very old. I don't know, probably 10. And I had a little 16 foot narrow Lake John with a seven and a half horse motor. And we launched that baby in down there at Louisiana and went up salt river and just went up salt river and fish. But that wasn't one of my more intelligent moves. That, that <laughs> boat, 
or motor was neither one big enough for that river. And, and I understand that now, but we, just, you know, we wanted to go when the, the current wasn't terrible and we went up there, but, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I ain't never going to do that again. Yeah. Never, ever. Well, well, after fishing in St. Louis and then this past year fishing in Memphis, uh, when I get on the Ohio, it'll probably seem like the current's going at a crawl. <laughs> well, it seemed like it when we was down in Owensboro, but man, that was a blast too. Yeah, even though we didn't catch no fish, you know. Well, we had, you know, and we was on the fact. Yeah, it wasn't the fact that we weren't trying. We just, I don't know why we couldn't get them to bite. They just would not bite. They wouldn't, except for that darned old gar. Boy, he was a mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still got the scar to. On my hand, where he lit me up. He's a big, and I, that's the biggest scar I've ever caught. In fact, I ain't sure it ain't the biggest scar I ever seen. It is a giant. That thing was huge. It was, but uh, he'd be there for us again next year, Doc. If we don't get into the fish, we can always go up there and ring his bell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe, but, you know. The odd thing about it, he hit just like a blue cat does. Yeah. I mean, he just down. laid that rod right down, right down. I'm still trying to figure out what he was doing that deep of water. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't got that yet either. You know, he's, he's supposed to be down there that far. But it is yeah. what it is. It was a great time. And, and uh, we'll all be back down there seeing a wearing again uh, this year, just like we'll be back at Memphis and, and uh, get all that stuff lined out. It's going to be a great this is going to be a really good tournament year. Uh, you know, once we get past winter blues, them guys will go down there this weekend. They'll have a blast all week, and they'll fish that tournament. And and uh, and then we got all these tournaments coming up, and we're going to try to make uh, everybody that, that gets involved with this national championship, we're going to keep their tournaments in front of everybody. So if for chance that you – are fishing over around dock and, and one of those tournaments over and you don't get in the top five, then there'll be a lot more tournaments in, in that area or somewhere. Maybe you might have to drive a couple hours, but somebody else will be having a qualifying event and you can go there and, and finish in the top five and qualify that way. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of uh, ways to, to get involved with this. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be a lot of tournaments available. Sure, sure. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great deal of fun. Like I say, we're gonna keep all the tournaments up in front of everybody so they know where they got to go to get involved with them and doing them. And, and hey, but on another note, have you seen the the bluegill that Heath Malone has been? Eating? Yeah, yeah, through the What's ice. Awesome? Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that he would do that and not share any of them with us. I mean, they were <laughs> real nice gills. And yeah, yes, they were. I'm sure. I'm about, I think he's probably foundering on them babies. Cause he's been he he sent me a picture of them all ready to go in the grease tonight, right before the show started. And I'm thinking, man, oh, really? <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it that way. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do him that way. But well, I might. It. Uh, hey, here's something Charles Keen just posted on YouTube. He said, "Chirps." Chirp helps separate target fish from structure. So that's what chirp does. Separates your targeted fish from the structure. From structure, yeah. Cool. That's good. That would make it worth the investment in it, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, especially if they're down low on the bottom. If you can separate them 
from from the bottom when they're right on the bottom that would be a great asset yeah and that's one of the toughest things that these units you know has to do so. yeah now if they're off of the bottom just it don't have to be off the bottom much no and, and the unit will separate them yeah right but if they're laying on the bottom or kind of shimmied into that mud then that's where the problems are are for people to separate what they're doing but blue cats especially blue cats and flatheads they're so structure oriented uh, they're going to be around some type of structure most of the time. Right, right. Most of the time. So that's, uh, but yeah, that's good information. I didn't, I didn't realize what, what it was actually for. I know a lot of guys talk about it. So first guy will say, well, I don't think I need that. And the second guy says, well, here's what you're missing out on. The first guy said, well, I don't ever fish that deep or it doesn't work that good in shallow water. Well, uh, and that's a great clarification for it. It separates from the bottom. That, that's really cool. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't, I sure didn't know that, but yeah. Thanks for posting that Charles. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good information. So other than uh, the conference and all the upcoming tournaments and stuff, what else we got going on? Doc? Mm, I don't think of anything else. Uh, I'm not real sure when the tournament series all start up. I, I know, um, uh, Vince has got uh, the very first tournament is in March for his tournament series, and that's at Rocky Fork, where mm -hmm. I caught that 21-pound channel. Hopefully that bird will be at 22 or 23 pounds by the time I get back there. <laughs> well, he might still just weigh 21. If he gains two or three ounces, he'll still be a giant. Oh, yeah. yeah. 21-pound channel cat's a monster. Yeah. I'll never, yeah, I'll never catch that guy again. I should, I should have branded him before I left and put a big <laughs> L on his side there. So, yeah, yeah. I was talking to a guy yesterday on the phone that had called about the tournaments and stuff, and we was talking about Calamus Lake out in Nebraska and the size channel cat they got out there, and, and uh, it's they got some really big channel cats like that. Uh, all the time and uh the bad part is it's a small lake and it doesn't have uh, room for a a big venue to be out there but they really got some great channel cat out there it's probably one of the better places in the mid united states to go yeah the biggest thing on channel cats is if you've got a good uh shad base or blue bill yeah bluegill based uh forage uh they're going to get big and they're going to get big quick. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, that's all pure protein for those guys. They chow, yep. they chow down on them and they're going to gain a lot of weight in a very short order. And, and that's fine with me because if, if they're bigger than paying size, I'm going to throw them back anyhow, but I do like them channel cat. Now, as far as eating fish, it's, it's hard to beat them. I just, I like catching them on your rod that you built me. <laughs> that, 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 that's a that's a great rod. I I love that rod. That channel cat rod's pretty nice. That's I'm glad yeah. you're doing that thing. It's it's really cool. But uh, I can't. Uh, I don't. Other than uh, than what we got going on to the conference, we're gonna be doing a show down there. You're gonna be doing a seminar down there. And there's what did, what did Steve tell us last week? Could be five or six other guys doing seminars at the conference. 
Yeah, I believe so. Phil King, I think he's doing one. Jason Bridges is going to, he's doing oh, a question and answer session. Both those uh, are great. I think there's, I, I remember seeing on the website that Hummingbird is going, there's going to be a representative from Hummingbird down there. That'll so be really good. That, that'll be good, yeah. James Big Cat Patterson, what Patterson. more to say? I mean. Yeah, one of my mentors. Oh, yeah, he's he's top notch. If if you can't get something good out of a seminar that Jim Patterson puts on, yeah. you're not paying attention. Yeah. Uh, he, he's going to tell you stuff, and, and you may have to listen close, but he's going to give you information. You just got to read <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And, and believe me, folks, James Patterson knows how to catch catfish. And he's Joe, Joe's going to be talking about uh, channel cats. Joe Lutke is going to be doing channel yeah. cats. Joe is one of my favorite guys of all time. He's so much fun. He's been on our show. He's a great guy. Uh, his brother, Jerry Klein, sells the Tangle of Catfish products. And uh, Joe will be professional. It'll be a great seminar. I've not ever been to one where he done before. But I, if we can break loose, I sure want to be able to see that. And if not, I'll have to wait to catch it when they post them on YouTube because Joe Lucky is a, a super guy. I hope his dad, Jerry Klein Sr., gets to make it out there. If you guys have never talked with Jerry or Jerry Jr., as far as that goes. But Jerry yeah. Klein Sr., he's a hoot, man. He's a blast. Calls him like he is. And and uh, he's just so much fun. That whole family, is, fun. Them, them, that whole family is really good guys. And I'm sure they're going to be, uh, hopefully Bill Parfit will be down there. Bill caught a giant fish down at Memphis. Uh, and uh, maybe Jason Rath will show up down there. If we can get Jason Rath and Bill Parfit on the show with us at the same time. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you folks, you guys are going to laugh from the time it comes on till the time them guys leave because there's not anybody that I'm aware of that's any more fun than Jason Rath and Bill Parfit. They're just too much fun. They've been avoiding this for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but they're going to have to step it up here because they need they need to do this. And of course, we're going to get all the 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 other guys on that we try to always get on. That's that's there, and and uh, I'm hoping we can get Phil King on. We've I've talked to Phil several times, and his work schedule and his fishing schedule and everything is kind of uh, uh, evaded to where it wouldn't work out. But maybe we get down there to Memphis. Maybe we can get him up in there because I know Phil, and and maybe he can get Tim to join him. Uh, we'll have them on there if, if we can get them on there. They'll be a blast. And I'm not sure if Jeff Dodd's going to be down there or not, but if Jeff Dodd uh -huh. shows up, we got to get him on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Memphis was a blast. I, I never had so much fun. That was just a blast. It was great times. And uh, it's we'll have to figure something out for next year. The, uh, the noise level in, in that pyramid was uh, a little bit much for us. We're going to, we're going to work on some of that stuff and try to get it lined out. But, yeah, uh, John Warden was there, and I think he's going to try to be at the Catfish Conference. He's another good dude if catfish and sport. And uh, we'll get as many of those guys on as we can. And, and like I say, you guys want to come by and visit with you, we'll get you signed up and get everybody in there. We'll have a good time. 2017 Catfish Conference, Louisville, Kentucky. Be a blast. Yep. Doc, what do you got? For, what do you got for a uh, Doc's tip of the night? Doc's tip of the night: microfiber cleaning towels. These things are great for everything. They're your electronics, 
cleaning your hands when you got all that slime and gook on there, this stuff will take it right off. So, you know, right now they, they have all kinds of sales on these things. This pack I got here was like five bucks. So, you know, I tell everybody, you know, I wipe my transducers down with these things. You know, it, it, it won't put stuff on there. It won't scratch your transducers. These kind of towels will not scratch your lenses on your touch units and that kind of stuff. So this is all I ever use. So get yourself some microfiber cleaning towels. And as time goes on here on the show, I'll tell people, you know, how to use these things and the way to properly use them to do things to make things happen better on your boat. That's Doc's tip for the night. That's a great tip, and those are a great product also. I, I use a product like that, and what I use them for is before I put finish on my rods, um, we shape handles, and we shape grips, and we make cork handles for everything, and that dust and stuff, you know, even though you've got a vacuum system and you're sucking it all up to keep the dust from being, it still gets out, and I go over my rods with that before, uh, I put the finish on to keep from any little specks being in the finish because then you either got to sand them out or cut them out, redo it, uh, and, and they work great for that. And you're correct; they do not scratch screens on your on your units or uh, monitors or anything like that. It's a great product. Yep, great product. Well, uh, I can't think of anything else we got going tonight, Doc. I, this tournament's around here is going to start up in. In March, I'm hoping to be on the water long before then. If we can keep the, some some temperature in the around here where uh, where we can get out, it's going to be a really good year. I'm going to miss Wheeler, folks. I hope you all have a great time. We'll all be looking forward to all the pictures and stuff that that you're going to be sending uh, through social media. I know I've been watching it for a couple of days now or a week, and and uh, I'm excited to see what what all comes out of there. We'll be looking forward to all the uh, the pictures from the the way in. I, I hope didn't didn't uh, Daniel and them tell us that they was going to do a live feed for the way in. I believe, I think that I think he said that. That's what I thought he they were going to attempt it. He said. Right. Well, and in that area, it might be a little tough to get enough signal to do out there, but I hope they do because I'd really like to see that. It's going to be a great time, and and uh, I think they're going to have a lot bigger crowd than they anticipated from all the guys that I've talked to that's going down there. Well, and that's good because that, that's what they want. They want, well, they and want to make they, sure they have a big turnout. They need to do that. They, and, and, folks, if, if you want to fish and the fish are on fire there now, go down and jump in that Winter Blues on Wheeler Tournament. It's going to be a great time, and they have really been laying out some pigs down there. Uh, our tournaments will start up here around March, first uh, of March or so. So I'm I'm excited to get that. But like I say, we got some other projects in the work to get to get things done. So uh, hopefully we'll have some warm weather to get to that between now and then. But uh, if you don't if you don't have anything else, Doc, I think that'll do it for the evening. Yeah, just everybody keep uh, chucking your prayers. So. That's exactly right. That's that's exactly right. Until next week, for Doc Lang, I'm Lyle Stokes, and thanks for watching Catfish Weekly.